Welcome to TikToking. I'm your host, Kevin Hughes, and today my special guest goes by the name of Cass. I loved having Cass on the show. She was just so open about her life, about all the struggles that she had to go through, and being open about her job, just everything about her. It was just so much fun, and she was just such a fun person to talk to, and I know you guys are going to love it. So please enjoy this week's episode of TikToking with Cass. Enjoy. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, where creators come to play. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, find out what they have to say. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, fascinating interview. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. Hey guys, it's Kevin Hughes from TikToking, and before we get to the show, I just wanted to tell you about my live show at the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado, July 7th. I'm going to have special guests, Rise Hendricks, Christian McCartney, and Jeremy and Carrie Muner, and we're going to do some live podcasting, live music, and live stand-up comedy. You guys won't want to miss this. It's going to be so fun, so funny. I mean, come on, Rise Hendricks, you know that means weird bars, right? What more do I have to say about that? Tickets starting at only 25 bucks, and you can buy them now at theorientaltheater.com. Remember, guys, July 7th, the Oriental Theater in Denver, Colorado. So buy your tickets now, theorientaltheater.com, and come join us for some fun and laughs. What more can I say? Be there, guys. All right, let's get back to the show. Hi, Cass. How are you? I'm good. How are you tonight? I'm not doing too bad. I guess better than you. I guess a tornado went through your <laughs> town. That That's terrible. It's a, Yeah, and it's actually the second one in a week. So. Oh, wow. It's like, yeah, it's insane. And typically, we don't get those where I live. So it's like really off the wall and just like insane to me. But we're working through it. <laughs> so where do you live? I live in Maryland. So I'm in like very southern parts of maryland okay were they pretty big tornadoes pretty destructive no so the first one that happened was i believe it was saturday night like into sunday morning it was real late um and it was like the very first level like f1 or something like that um it didn't really do a lot of damage i think it pulled some trees down but that was pretty much it it was like touch and then off the ground so it wasn't like a huge issue but then the one that came through last night i still have yet to see anything put out about it but i know there was a ton of damage because when i was driving home um they had part of like the main highway blocked off and like they were rerouting everybody and i was so upset because like it was only a mile more that i had to go to get to my house and they were like no you gotta go around so i had to take like a 20 minute detour so i stopped in like the wawa and i asked the lady i was like what happened and she goes oh there's like a whole bunch of trees down from the tornado that just went through and apparently it took like power lines down with it and Like, apparently, like, the whole area that I live in was without power forever. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was a mess. So you had a tornado on Saturday night, and that one was on the news. 
but the one that did this more destru- destruction last night wasn't on the news? Yeah, I haven't seen anything about it. The only thing I've seen was like the local, like we have like the local groups on Facebook and like people can post in there about things. And I've seen like random people posting like damage pictures, but I have yet to see it on like any news source around here. So I'm like, this is interesting, but it definitely happened. Like (laughs) it was, it's just crazy to me. So yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, but it you know we're working through it one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty rare to have two tornadoes within a you know a week span of each other yeah. in the same exact place. That's insane. Yeah, so it it literally happened within like I'd say like minute wise, like five minutes of each other, like distance. Like one was like here, and one was here. And they just went right through. And I'm like, that is insanity to me. Like, I've yeah. never heard of that. So it was just crazy. But Yeah, we had a fairly large tornado go through our little town in 2008. And it was very destructive. I mean, it, it took a lot of houses and a lot of big, huge trees that were pretty historic to the town. And mm. it, it, was, it was crazy because I had never actually been in a place that had a tornado, especially something of that size. And I was in Vegas actually when it hit and my sister sent me a, yeah, my sister sent me a text and my son was here and, um, she said, Hey, a tornado just hit where I lived. And I was like, Oh yeah, I'm sure it was something small. And then I literally went to a bar. Colorado was just posted all over the news and the destruction and and i was like holy shit like i i freaked out it ruined my whole trip because my son was there i couldn't get a hold of anybody the lines were all down so i didn't know if he was okay and it it was crazy it was a mess for sure yeah that's crazy i can't luckily my children are with their dad this week so like he's been the one like (laughs) I mean, I'm worried, but it's definitely like one of those things where I was like, well, dad's got it covered. (laughs) And you guys live pretty close to each other? Yeah, we live about like five minutes apart. So, okay. So it affected him as well then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In fact, they had called me this morning. We do like FaceTimes and stuff. And uh, they had asked me, did you make it through? (laughs) Wow. But yeah, they were, they said they took shelter in their bathroom and they were all prepared. And I said, well, that's good. I said, that means dad has a plan and that's an awesome thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so my tell mom me, wasn't too bad. Yeah. <laughs> so your whole family lives in that little area then? No, no. So I am originally from Pennsylvania. Um, I grew up born and raised in Pennsylvania. Um, a lot of people where I grew up, I grew up in what they call the Amish country. Um, I'm not Amish. Uh, I, it's always interesting to me that like when I say where I grew up, people immediately are like, Oh, so you were Amish. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no. Uh, no disrespect to them, but no. Um, I grew up there. And as soon as I graduated high school, I had joined the Navy And I found out like two months after I joined that I had gotten pregnant and the person I had my children with, my ex-husband, he was Navy as well. And so in my head, being 18, very young and naive, 
the pressure to get married um, was there. Uh, so I actually left Pennsylvania at 18. Um, I moved to I moved to Maryland first, um, and I lived with his parents while he was on like detachments and stuff. And um, as soon as he was not um, restationed in Virginia, but the one deployment had gotten rescheduled, um, I had moved down to Virginia Beach with him. Um, so I actually like traveled through the states, and uh, then in. I think I was 20, we moved back here to Maryland. And he's originally from here. Um, so this is where he grew up. You know, his parents are here, mm. um, which is great. You know, they have grandma and grandpa here. And um, but yeah, it's it's OK. I've been here now for seven years. OK. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. If I could move back uh, to Pennsylvania in a heartbeat, I would. Um or even Virginia. I really loved it there. I lived 10, 15 minutes from oceanfront and I'm a big beach person. So that was, that was good for me, <laughs> but yeah. here I am in Maryland. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I, I'd prefer beach over mountains and here in Colorado, we obviously have the Rocky mountains and not anywhere near a beach. Uh, so I think the goal is to eventually move maybe to North Carolina in the next couple of years, something like that. Yeah. But, that is a beautiful state. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, I, if I could move anywhere in the world though, it would be Florida. Like I'm obsessed with Florida. I don't know why I've been there maybe a handful of times, but every time I go, I just fall more and more in love. Like it is, that's where I want to go. So hopefully in the future, that's where I end up. But and actually, I looked into Florida quite a bit. That was kind of the original plan. And, well, one big thing, I love going on cruises. So it was so it would be so easy to access a cruise living in Florida. Yeah. And uh, it just, I don't know, it just didn't seem, the cities, I, I love Florida as well, but the cities have gotten so, I guess, overwhelming and way too crazy packed and i'm trying to yeah. i'm trying to get that really nice kind of small town feel but near the ocean you know what i mean yeah no i completely get that so i just went to florida in april the end of april we went to fort lauderdale and where we stayed it that's how it felt it was like a very homey like small area and it like it was not a private beach, but like the beach was not packed and it was wonderful. Like I, if I could do that trip every time, a hundred percent, but I know that's not realistic, especially now cause we're getting into like the touristy season. So, you know, of course it's going to be more and more packed if I decide to go back, but I loved it there. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about Pennsylvania. What did, uh, like when you were growing up, what, kind of things did you like to do out there um well fun fact i actually grew up on a farm so oh. i was like the whole farm girl tomboy growing up and um both all of my sisters and i uh we rode horses uh i did a lot of the rodeos and uh, we did like the state farm shows and stuff like that and um we had 
every farm animal you can think of, like chickens, ducks, sheep, goats, cows, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> so I stopped doing all of that when I left, obviously. Um, and I just never really got back into it. But it's really nice, like when I go visit my sisters, because they still have horses and they still ride. Um, so like when we go up there, typically like I'll go up and ride with them and stuff like that. So it's so fun. Yeah. And I believe earlier today I was on your live and someone had asked you if you owned a pair of cowboy boot or cowgirl boots and you said, <laughs> no, I'm not fake. I'm not a cowgirl, but everything you're telling me right now literally says you were a cowgirl. <laughs> I feel like. You know what? I thought about that too, like on the live. I was like, wait a second. I grew up on a farm. I rode <laughs> horses. I did rodeos. Like I did all that. I never did the English side of things. Like I always was the Western side. So I loved barrel racing and poles. Those were my two. That was what I loved to do. And I was like thinking about it. And I was like, I feel like I can be. But like at the <laughs> time, like I've stepped away from that lifestyle. So I just feel like I don't want to give off a persona that I'm not really like <laughs> living. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So that's. Okay. Well, so what do you do now for a living? Um, so I actually do a few things. Um, so I clean houses, uh, for a living. That's like my, my day job. Um, and then like my side part-time day job, I actually do some woodworking, um, my girlfriend owns a small business, um, and they do like wood, they make wood signs, like, you know, signs that you can hang above your bed or like in your living room, the cute stuff. Um, and I work for her part-time and I love that. Like if I could do that full-time, a hundred percent I would, but it's not going to pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's definitely like it's crafting and I'm, I'm a big crafter, so I, I enjoy it. It doesn't feel like work to me, but she's a busy person and like their small business has like completely taken off in the last two years. And she just finally was like, I need help. And I was like, well, I'm free. <laughs> so I'll come craft for you. <laughs> so are you, are you doing like cricket type stuff or are you actually yeah. cutting the wood into shapes so and doing yeah, so we do all of it. So wow. we cut the vinyl on a Cricut. Um, and we do, like, she does um, the, the vinyl cutting. She does T-shirts, hats, mugs, like, the um, sublimation printing, like, all of that. And then the woodworking side of it, I learned a little bit. That's more her speed. Um, but she does all of the cutting. She makes everything herself. Um, she's pretty badass. Like, I'm not going to lie, like. I will watch her sometimes be doing something and I'm like, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> like, that is cool. I, I love yeah. that kind of stuff. I think people nowadays have such easy access to being insanely crafty. And, uh, I think, you know, cause back in the day it was really hard to find something that you love, let alone make something that you love that looked really yeah. good. And now I feel like anybody can do it. And I just think it's such a cool skill and cool. Uh, I don't know. It just brings out someone's creativity that they never thought they could do, you know? 
Yeah, I completely agree. I think it is an awesome thing. And, like, I'm just in awe of her sometimes. Like, she'll be designing stuff, and she's real big into making her own designs. Like, she she never copies designs. They're all her own work. And I'll, like, she'll finish one, and I'm like, are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) What? But, so I do that. Um, So those are my two, like, day jobs. And then I also... And I guess what they call an entrepreneur. Um, I do OnlyFans. Uh, I'm starting to get my speed on TikTok. Um, I would love to be able to um, be bigger on TikTok. And that's like the end goal here. Uh, but we're working on it. We're getting there. Yeah. Um, I've grown tremendously in the last six months on all of my platforms. And it's amazing to watch. Um, so that's like my third job. And I say that's like... I always joke around about how like that's like my side gig but like let's be really honest here some days I make more doing that than I do my actual day jobs yeah and that's what I've heard it's uh I don't know much about OnlyFans but I I everything I've heard is people make crazy amounts of money doing that so it's, it's really funny how I actually got started with the OnlyFans side of things. So I've been on TikTok since it was Musical.ly. Okay. I don't know if you remember back then when it was Musical.ly. And, like, the girl I remember from there is Baby Ariel. And, like, hmm. I avidly followed her for years. And then it turned into TikTok. And then it was, you know, this big thing. But... I had, um, so I was, after my marriage um, had ended, I had jumped immediately into another relationship. And that relationship lasted four and a half years. um, And it ended up being a very, very toxic relationship. But during that relationship was when I kind of started to like play around with OnlyFans. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it the right way. Well, obviously, with a toxic relationship um, comes a lot of difficulties with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And he wanted to manage it and be involved with it, which I I get and I respect. Um, But at the same time, like, it just got to be too controlling. Um, So I originally had had an OnlyFans back in, I think it was 2019. And with that relationship going the way it was going, I shut it down. And I was like, no, we're not going to do this. And I mean, when I had started it back then, I think I was making like, you know, an extra three to 500 a month, which is still good money. Like, you know, that's extra money that I didn't have. So a nice little like shopping spree every now and then. But, um, after I left him, um, I had nothing. Uh, I was dependent on him as well as my ex-husband for everything. Um, They both made big amounts of money that I could not make. So I was a server bartender and like I contributed to, you know, the grocery side of things. And um, when I had left my ex-boyfriend after four and a half years, I left with literally my car, my clothing, my kids' clothing, and my kids. Like, I had nothing. I had nowhere to go. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have any family around here. Um, So I ended up 
living with one of my dearest friends. Um, and I lived with my children in a basement room. So like it was a giant room. It kind of was like a studio apartment. So it worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the three of us living in this tiny ass room for six months after I left him. And so there is one statement that he said to me a couple months after I had left him that like it stuck with me and it's what pushed me so hard. So he said to me that I'll never amount to anything because I had nothing. So, you know, he wanted to make it hurt and dig a little deeper and that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I well, get it's it. not, but. We want to be petty, but <laughs> it's not okay. But like, I look back at the situation, like, and I'm just like, okay, like I'll let it roll off. Like I'm better than that, you know, and we'll just move on from it. But that single comment has driven me so hard to like be able to sustain myself and my kids. So in August of last year, so 2021, I had reopened it, reopened my OnlyFans, and it was a great start. I think the first month I had made like 1500 and I was super excited. I was like, wow. oh my gosh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, but then um, it had kind of died off because I didn't have a big social media presence. And I think that, and I can talk about this a little bit later, but I think that this is where a lot of people go into OnlyFans, like, thinking it's easy money. And it's not. Like, when I had not been big on social media the last part of last year, you could tell, like the sales on OnlyFans were just tremendously lower. And, you know, my first month I made 1500 and then I was making 400 a month, 500 a month, 300 a month. Like it was just, it dropped. And that's because I didn't put the time effort into marketing it. And I could tell. So in January of this year, I had moved into my very first own apartment. I was so proud of myself. I was like, we're doing this. That's (laughs) awesome. We're doing big girl things. And I was like, we will make this work. We will make this happen. And that is when um, I have a very close friend to me. Um, He and I had talked and we were talking about how great OnlyFans could be for me. And um, he pushed me to really like dive deep and like find my own confidence, like, you know, basically find a side of me that he could see in me, but like, I didn't see it. Um, I had really bad self-confidence and honestly, ambition and motivation, like it wasn't there. And I think that's just from a lot of the, um, the mental abuse that I had gone through and which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, like it takes a toll. So it was a lot of learning to love myself again and finding my voice and my confidence back and um, like being okay with who I am. And that's when TikTok came into play. So uh, my love for music is amazing. Like music is therapy for me. And in turn, TikTok was therapy because that's, you know, on TikTok, you dance and sing to music, right? So. I was like, this is great. Like I can express myself and like, it is what it is. And then I had started to grow on TikTok, and I think I had hit maybe 5,000 followers and I was like, oh shit, 
people are like actually paying attention to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, like this might actually become something. And then, you know, obviously in there, you know, I promote my only fans, but I don't like shove it in people's faces. I'm just like, look, it's there if you want it, but I'm not over here. Like, go do it. Like, it's so great. Like, you know, I, I appreciate more so that I can be personable with people. And, um, I think that's what, what really drew me into like the TikTok world, um, is that it's relatable. Like there's a bunch of people that I can relate to on there. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that can relate to me on there. So that's a big thing for me. And then like, once I hit the 10,000 follower mark, I was like, oh, we're doing this. Like, (laughs) like this is good. We're going to do something big here. And you know, you look at 10,000 and you're like, okay, 10,000 where there's other people who have hundreds of thousands, but I'm like, you know, we'll get there one day at a time. Right. So I had an an original account. Um, It actually, the tag for that account had, had mimicked my Instagram account. It was CassXO and um, it got banned, you know, jealous people on there reporting my stuff. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. So I got really discouraged. Like, I think I was at 15,000 and I, the account, I went to go log on and it was like, you've been banned. And I was like, I was so upset. I think I cried. I'm not going <laughs> to Did you try appealing it? I did. And they came back and they were like, your report or your account has been reported for sexual nudity and this and that. And I mean, like, look, like some of the things I see on TikTok, I think about it and I'm like, how are those accounts? <laughs> like, what? I know. Like. Like, I think, like, this is, like, the most I've shown so far. I think maybe I've been in a sports bra a couple times. But, like, we've just played it really safe on this new account. <laughs> so yeah. I had started my new account on March 1st. Because when that other one got banned, I, for, like, a solid two weeks, I was so pissed. And I was, like, I give up. I don't want to do it. Like, I don't care. But by that point on in March, by March 1st, on OnlyFans, I was making about 3000 a month. Wow. From the speed I got on TikTok. So I was like, look, girl, like, get your life together. You'll be okay. Be sad for a couple days and then, like, get it done. So I had started my Queen of Hearts uh, TikTok account. And from March 30th or March 1st to March 30th, I had gotten right back up to 15,000 followers. So like it's doable, like people can do it. And it's just a matter of like putting the time in and like, I would be going live like four or five times a day. I was posting content, you know, six to seven times a day. Um, and at that point I was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're going to go big. And then I think I just recently hit, I think twice, I think I'm almost at 21,000. I'm just like super proud of myself for like sticking with it. And it's shown financially for me. So it's big for me. Like it's amazing to be able to see the growth in all of this, not just, you know, financially, but also with myself. Like I feel like in the last six months, it's I've just become a completely different person, and I love it. Tick tocking, a tick tocking, tick tocking with Kevin Hughes. People tend to think that anything you do that has to do with creating content or 
whatever it is with, with the internet, like even this podcast, people are like, it's going to be really hard to break through. Well, like you said earlier, for me, that was just fuel to the fire. I'm like, yeah, but I want to do this. So I'm going to put my heart and soul into it. And it's not easy. Like, like you said, when I got into this, I'm, I'm spending 40 hours a week sometimes on top of my 50 hour a week full-time job. You know, I'm, I'm going into people's lives. I'm, you know, seeing who I think would be entertaining enough to come on my podcast would be fun enough to have a conversation with. And then I've got editing, I've got audio editing, video editing. I've got the writing of the actual interviews. I've got setting up people, you know, cause I make album covers for everybody. So, I mean, I'm constantly doing something with it and it's all paid off. You know, there's a lot of people that have podcasts. Yes, but they don't take the time to make it sound good. They don't take the time to find quality people to come on or quality topics to talk about. And that's the difference. Like it's all about how much time and effort you want to put into something and how far you want to take it. I mean, it's gotten to the point now. I think I told you earlier, I have a live show at a theater next month, which is insane. You know, I'm doing my podcast live. I have these huge TikTok stars flying out to be guests on this live show and they're going to perform and it's just going to be really fun. It's going to be a lot. It's a huge deal. And I just, you know, I'm proud of myself as well for sticking to it and not letting other people try to bash something that I'm interested in doing, you know? Yeah, I and I definitely agree like the the most frustrating part for me at first like I've I've kind of taken it with stride at this point was in the beginning was the backlash. Um especially where I live, um it's it's not a big I want to say pop culture area. Um it I don't want to say it's frowned upon to do what I do, but I think there's definitely the stigma. And I I feel that way. Like I say that wholeheartedly for a lot of girls that do what I do, you know, there's the stigma behind having an OnlyFans and being, you know, a micro influencer on TikTok or Instagram. And it's really hard to sometimes I feel like people criticize me by what they see on the internet and they don't get to actually know me. And I'm like, well, what you're seeing though is like what I'm choosing to show on the internet. Like you're not taking the time to actually get to know me and, and I have a big heart and then, then comes the bashing with having an only fans. And I'm like, well, you know, sometimes I could be snarky and I'll be like, well, if you were making the money I was making on a lot of fans, I don't feel like you would be saying that. Right. So, so and, I mean, let's be honest. I don't, like I said, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know much about the only stuff, but from what I understand, you know, it's a lot of pictures and videos. And to me, it's almost like there are people that go out and do that live in front of people and make money that way. But to me, doing it this way is a little bit safer. You're not taking the chance of some person waiting outside for you when you leave or, yeah. you know, trying to getting drunk and trying to take advantage of you. And, and it just feels 
it's the same to me, but at the same time, it's safer, you know? Yeah. So I have actually said that multiple times because I actually used to um, be a cocktail waitress in a strip club and I was put in some of the most uncomfortable situations. Now, mind you, I wasn't up there stripping and look, kudos to those girls for doing that because I never had the balls to do it. I was like, no, that's too much. Like, I can't yeah. do that. Um but even being a cocktail waitress there, like some of those situations are so sketchy and shady. And like, mm -hmm. I remember when I worked there, I only worked there for like six months just because it got to a point where it was so uncomfortable. And, you know, obviously it's the same concept as with OnlyFans. You have your fans, you have your followers, you have these people that are dedicated to you. And these people would come into this club to specifically see me, which is great. But then it got to a point where I felt like I can't even walk out of the club without feeling like I'm being watched. Right. So I wholeheartedly agree that like what I do, it's not much different than what they do in person, but I'm being safer about it. And it's just, I, I love it. Like yeah. I found so many sides to myself that like, I did not know. And I'm not just talking like sexually. I mean, like the confidence in myself has just been through the roof. And, I, you know, a lot of people have commented on it, how they wish they had my confidence. And like, I'll go out in public wearing like a crop top and short jean shorts, you know, and a lot of girls, I get the side eye sometimes where they're like, oh, she's asking for it, whatever. But then there's a lot of girls that are like, I wish I had your confidence. And the if there is one thing that I could get out of doing what I do, and I don't just mean like OnlyFans, I mean all of my social media platforms, if there is one thing that I can get out of this, it is to give other girls confidence to love themselves. And I've had so many girls, especially from high school, because I've changed a lot, obviously, sure. but I've had so many girls message me, especially on Facebook, um, an Instagram say, I'm amazed at how confident you are. Like, I wish I could be like you and I will be your hype girl all day long. Like I will, I will support you no matter what you do. And I will sit here and tell you you're beautiful every day. If I have to, like, I'm 100% all about women empowering women. And I think it's amazing when I have other females come to me and say like, I've been watching you and I think it's amazing what you're doing. Like your glow up is real. Like we love this and it's, it's just a really good feeling. Yeah. So. And I, I think that we're going to see a huge difference in the next 10 years or so. I think that in our society right now, we still have a lot of people that are very old fashioned and, and think that, you know, sex and nudity is still so secretive and personal and foreign. But in all reality, that's kind of where things are going. I mean, it's to the point where, at least here in Colorado, there are some towns that have actually passed where if men can walk around without shirts on, so should women. You know, and, and it's just, it's becoming that more my body, my, my choice type of yeah. type of world, you know? And I think as 
we all start to grow and get older. And as the next generation starts to grow and get older, it's going to kind of become the norm. And OnlyFans is not going to be like, oh, my God, I cannot believe this person is doing yeah. this and showing their body, you know. But, you know, it's going it, to right now it's kind of like how Playboy was in like the 70s, you know, and 60s. It was very, oh, you cannot buy that nudie mag. That is I can't believe what those women are doing. It's like everybody has a body. Everybody, you know, it's not it shouldn't be as personal as everybody seems to make it and i think that with that next 10 years i think you're going to see a huge change in the direction of the way people think yeah i completely agree because like i said like i've had these girls reach out to me and some of them will come back with them saying like well how do i do it like how do i get started and i I'm a hundred percent here for walking somebody through what I do. Like what a typical day working my only fans looks like for me. And like I was saying earlier, I think this is where though, like a lot of people get discouraged with only fans because it's not just you open an only fans, you post it one or two times and all these people come over. Like that's, that's not at all how that works. And It's not just I'll post a few pictures once a week, twice a week and make all this money. Like I want to say in a, in a day. So like a 12, 16, 18 hour day of my, my day jobs and then working only fans. I think I do my only fans job probably about five to six hours a day. And that includes like, all of my social medias. I mean, I have all of them. I have Twitter, Reddit, Instagram, Facebook, um, TikTok, like everything you can think of, like I'm on it promoting. And, you know, I've had some kind of like behind the scenes help with uh, my Reddit and my Twitter, um, which I'm super grateful for because it's a lot of work. And And I try to be very upfront and honest with people. Like, it's not just... 20 minutes a day. And that also includes like, I go on my OnlyFans and I create content for that. I go on there. I answer messages. I'm commenting back to people. Like it's a lot. And when you start to hit a certain number of subscribers on there, like it, it can be overwhelming. And there's plenty of days where I'm like, this is a lot of people coming at me at one time. Right. So I have to like step back um, for like a couple hours and then I'll go back to it. Um, the best thing that has has been like the biggest help for me is the fact that I can schedule things out on there. So like I'll go on every day and like I'll answer messages um, and talk with some people Um But I typically will sit down like once or twice a week and I will schedule out posts. So I'm not feeling like I'm overwhelmed because I can't do that on some of my social media platforms. So I try to kind of knock it out in like sections. So like I'll do my OnlyFans stuff, you know, maybe an hour and a half to two hours a day or um, twice a week. I'll sit down and do that. And then every day I'll get on for about an hour and be active um, and talk with my fans and stuff. And then the rest of the time is literally put into social media. And it has taken a lot of learning 
and a lot of like research on how to do it the correct way. Um, and I, I, like I said, I try to be upfront and honest with people. Like it's not just an easy job. It's, it's an actual, like put work into it. Like you said, you're, you're going to get out of it what you put into it. So, right. But I'm here for it. I support everybody that does it. I'm like, go for it. Yeah. And honestly, probably one out of every 10 profiles I see on TikTok have a link, you know, that takes them to their Instagram and then, you know, we'll take them to their OnlyFans. And it's just so common now because, like I was saying earlier, everything with people wanting to do, you know, be free and, and share with other people. But not only that, but like the money aspect, like you were saying, people can make a ton of money and they get to stay home and they get to be with their family, families more. And, yeah. and it's just, it's just, it, it's an easier, it, it's just all around easier to, I guess, perform and do something you love than having to wake up and go bust your ass at a job that you don't like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I like just to touch on to like, I used to be a hundred percent a stay at home wife, mother, girlfriend, whatever. Um, so being thrown into having to financially support myself and my kids, that was, that was a hard reality. Um, and it was definitely like a wake up call. But again, like I said, that one comment that was made to me, like that pushed me. And I was like, well, now I'm just going to prove you wrong. And it's, it's mind blowing to me. So in January, when I moved into my first place with, you know, my kids, my goal was to be able to only work day jobs, hours that they're in school. Um, and having an OnlyFans has, oh, I dropped my phone. <laughs> having an OnlyFans made that possible. So it was like um, the fact that I can be at home, you know, evening hours with them, that seals the deal for me. That's yeah, like, because we, you know, we do MMA, we do dirt bike riding, like we do everything. So I'm over here like, why would I want to put my time into, especially a restaurant? I hated that life. That was horrid. Mm-hmm. And I give it, give it up and give kudos to any and every bartender, server, restaurant worker. Like that is not easy. I did it for five, six years and I hated it. And it took away so much of my life. And that the fact that I can be home and do these things and technically only work, while they're at school, like that is, that's amazing to me. And I went into being on my own. I was like, I don't want to lose out on time with them. And I think that, I think that's where it appeals to a lot of parents, you know, single mothers and single fathers to do it because they make their own schedule. So it's just, it's been a blessing in disguise for us and for me in so many ways. And I'm not sure. Uh, I think you do follow me on Instagram. I believe so. I think you follow me on there, but I don't know if you saw it or scrolled back far enough, but I had bought a car in January. So I was so much in financial debt coming into my own apartment 
Um, mm-hmm. And not just from moving, just from like, I made very poor financial decisions while I was in relationships that led to me not being able to afford my car that I had because it was X amount a month and I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so in January, I had actually traded that car in and I bought a new car and I paid that car off in May doing wow. only. So like the, like just that thought when I say that to people, they're like, holy shit. And I'm like, no, when I tell you, like I literally did it, like I paid a car loan off in five months, a $20,000 car. So I'm like, I must be doing something right. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it so truly that was, is. That was the biggest. Like, okay, we're gonna keep doing this, and we're gonna make this work. And it was the best feeling. Like, I know that bank looked at me like I was out my damn mind because I had the previous car that I had. It was almost up for repo. So, like, I know when they saw me make that final payment on this new car loan. I know they yeah. were probably in there going, what the hell is this girl doing? <laughs> She's part of the cartel now. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, so it's, it's been amazing in every aspect of my life. I love it. I love it. And I truly think that so many other people kind of figured out how to make money and probably more money than what they're making during the pandemic. And that's why I don't know about where you live, but here where I live, everywhere is hiring, everywhere is short-staffed. And I think it's because people found ways of working from home, making more money, and being able to spend more time with their family and less stressed out. And that's, honestly, I'm all for that. I mean, it sucks that there's a lot of places shutting down because they don't have the staff to cover it, but I'm excited for people to do something they enjoy and make the money they deserve, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's what it's about. Yeah. It's definitely very similar here. And, um, in fact, I travel back and forth between Pennsylvania and Maryland very often. Like I am in both States, probably about 50, 50, like <laughs> two weeks here, two weeks there. Like, you know, it's, it's wild how like when I drive through, you see like all these signs for like urgently hiring or like Mm -hmm. all these different things. And I completely agree with you. I think the pandemic, um, and I know for me and I'm like you said, for a lot of people, it was like the light of this generation. (laughs) And it was like, Oh, we can make money from home. Like why, why do we go out and get a job that we hate when we can do something we love from home? Right. And, so my cleaning that I do during the day, I do it for myself. You know, I work for a realtor um, and she's amazing, um, but I basically make my own schedule. So right. some weeks I clean five houses, some weeks I clean two houses, some weeks I clean one house. Like it's just, it's my own schedule. So it's really great. And like being able to add the only fans on top of that, like it's just, it's amazing. It's, it honestly is. And I couldn't ask for anything more or anything better at this point. So, so ultimately with all of your uh, social media pages, 
I know you kind of touched on this a little bit, but what, what is ultimately your goal? Um, I think it would be probably, I don't know. Like I want to grow. I want to be really big. Um, I think that ultimately the goal would be, you know, millions of followers would be really nice. Yeah. But like in hindsight, I have no doubt that I'll get there. It's just a matter of, like I said before, putting the work into it. Um, I also am very much so what um, my fans on OnlyFans like to call me um, the girl next door vibe um, because I'm very social with my followers, um, with my uh, my fans on my pages. Like I'm very involved and they love that. And I've heard plenty of times people comment about how they sub to girls or they'll follow girls and the girls don't speak. And I'm like, well, if you're paying, (laughs) you're paying for it. Like I'm going to talk to you. (laughs) So like, you know, it's just interesting, but I I think that's one thing that kind of sets, I feel like sets me apart from some other people, especially on TikTok and stuff is, um, I'm very, very open. I'm very open-minded. I'm very um, personable. I love getting, I love going live. I love going live and talking with them. Even if I only have, you know, 15 to 30 people on a live, there's people that will sit there and talk to me. And I'm like, okay, we'll talk. Let's talk. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. So it's one of those things where I'm just like, you know, I could do this. Like I could do it full time a hundred percent, but I, I think, um, I've, I've struggled a lot before with, um, you know, mental health issues. And it's one of those things where getting out of the house is important for me. Um, so doing what I do during the day is very important because I've struggled very much so with anxiety and depression and, um, have been in very dark places. So, you know, getting out and being around adults is very necessary. So uh, one day I think I would eventually like to be a complete work from home content creator, whether that be solely only fans, solely like, you know, TikTok and Instagram and other forms of income. Um, I have no doubt in my mind that I could do it. Um, but again, I think for right now I enjoy the balance so yeah, that's right. So out of all of your social media platforms, do you use TikTok? Do you think the most? No, which is funny to me. I, I feel like I've said this so many times um, to to multiple people. TikTok is my my therapy. Um, mm. TikTok very much so is like a very good release for me. Um, and obviously it's where I get a lot of my traction for Instagram and then which in turn goes to my only fans. Um, but I am a hundred percent active every day, all day on my Instagram. Um, and I, I think that's just because I've grown very quickly on there and it's almost like if I'm not active on there, people are concerned. (laughs) So so they're like oh is she okay (laughs) (laughs) like i can take a couple days from tiktok and you know kind of step back and then i'll come back live or whatever um 
and you know, I have an avid following on there. So like I can always count on it. And you know, mm -hmm. the growing of it is great. I love watching those numbers grow. But my my Instagram is very different in that, like I said, I'm very personable on there. Like I'm very like, I comment back, I message people like, if I'm not active on there for like 24 hours, I will get messages. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they're paying attention. They care. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think I'm definitely most active on Instagram. Um, TikTok was definitely, it's definitely like the start of it all. So like I stay active on there. I just think I'm more active on Instagram. Sure. And you go live quite a bit. I know on TikTok, I, I haven't seen you live on Instagram, but I'm sure you go live on Instagram. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> so TikTok lives are, it's, it's very like learning the different platforms, I guess I should say. So TikTok lives, and I think you said it earlier on my live, like, don't say that you'll get banned. Yeah. Um, it's really frustrating like having to differentiate the two platforms because Instagram is definitely more lenient. Mm -hmm. However, TikTok is a music platform and I love music. So I play music typically in my lives in the background, right? And never to where it's like blasting or it's like overpowering the live, but I love music. So I'll play it. Instagram will kick me if I'm playing music. Really? Yes. Huh. So I'm really mad. <laughs> it must be a copyright thing. I think it is. I think that's what the one time it said. And because there was at one point I was trying to do like dual lives. So I have two phones and the one phone I was Instagram live and then my other phone I was TikTok live. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like we can do two lives at one time and, you know, make this work. Well, I think I was on the Instagram live for less than 10 minutes with the music playing in the background and they kicked me off and I was like, I'm not going back on. <laughs> oh, wow. So I love TikTok. TikTok is like the heart and soul of me going live. Um, and I'll promote that I'm going live on TikTok on my Instagram. Um, so like I'll post a story or whatever saying, come chat with me over my, Oh my gosh, I keep dropping you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll like, I'm used to it. My mom used to do that all the time when I was a baby. So. <laughs> Stop. So, yeah. So, I'll, like, post a story saying, you know, come over and chat with me. I'll be live for half an hour or whatever. Um, the sweet spot for TikTok lives are about 20 to 30 minutes. So, if you're live for longer than that, your numbers will drastically drop. But, again... I have followers that will sit and talk, talk with me. So I'm here for that. Like, I love being able to talk with them, you know, even though it's me talking and them typing, like it's the connection. Like I, I love doing that. Um, so I'll do it. Like sometimes I think one night, in fact, like a couple weeks ago, I think I was live for like two hours. Oh, wow. And it was only, there was maybe, I think 50 people on there, which is still a good amount for being live for two hours. Um, yeah. But we were having like great conversations on there, you know, and you'll get the typical comments on there where it's like, oh, show us it or whatever. Um, but I just ignore them and move on. And I have my conversations with people. And I don't I think the couple times I went live on Instagram, nobody talked. 
Right. And I was like, well, if you're not going to talk, I'm not going to be lying. <laughs> right. Like, what do you want me to do? Sit here and stare at the camera? Because <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I'm not taking my shirt off on live. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're either going to have a conversation or I'm going to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> But yeah, TikTok is like the heart and soul for me. And then Instagram is where I do a lot of my like, you know, daily interactions with people. So cool. Yeah. Well, if you're okay with it, I have a quick lightning round that I like to do sure. with all my guests. Yeah. All right. So first off, uh, are you a movie or a TV show type of person? Ooh, TV show. Okay. And what's your favorite TV show? I'm really hooked on <laughs> reality tv okay. and specifically the dating shows oh okay like are you the one like yeah the bachelor like i'm here for all of it i love it so i had a guest on recently her name is uh casey costa and she is on a reality show that comes out next month called the big d and it's basically <laughs> it, it sounds funny yes but it's it's on like TBS, but it it's um you and your ex that you've been divorced with basically remove in together with other divorcees and like see if you can rekindle your relationship or if sparks fly with another person in this house. And it's <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be really interesting. I'm excited to watch it. Oh, and uh Yeah, no you said you way. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you said you like dating shows, so that might be something you might like. Yeah. So that's kind of a similar concept to the ultimatum. Yeah, it is like, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, though. You would not catch me dead moving back in with any of my exes. <laughs> yeah. No. no. I'm good. I am good. <laughs> okay. And so what is your favorite type of food? Ooh. I'm just like my all time favorite food is steak and king crab legs. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Some surf and turf. Oh my God. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> but like, this is where people always get tripped up is when they'll ask me. So they'll ask me what my favorite food is and I'll tell them and they'll be like, oh, well, how do you eat your steak? Like, if that bitch is not mooing, I don't want it. <laughs> And I actually had this conversation with a previous guest, but to me, I think so, so many people are caught up on, Oh, you like your steak. Well done. Oh, you like it rare. It's like, it's steak is steak. I mean, if that's the way I like it, that's the way I like it. It has nothing to do with you and the way you like your steak. You know? I it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. There's like plenty of times and like, I'll ask them for what they call a blue rare, like in a restaurant mm -hmm. where they cook it literally like three to four minutes on each side and then they'll bring it out. And I'm, they're like some of the servers sometimes like the way they look at me and I'm like, well, it's going in my mouth. Yeah. So, <laughs> worry about yourself. You're like, I like blood. So you better get the fuck away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's my favorite food. Okay. And you kind of answered this earlier, but maybe, maybe you have a different place in mind. But if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? I know you said Florida earlier. Is that still 
the yeah, one place? So my top place would be Florida. Um, that's probably my number one place. However, I don't know if this would be like one of your questions coming up, but to visit, um, I'm German. I've never been to Germany, so I really want to go to Germany. And it's really funny that I say that too, because if you look at your analytics on TikTok, um, mm -hmm. see like where people follow you from. Mm -hmm. So obviously United States is my number one. Germany is my number two. Germany, I think Germany is my number two as well. Yeah, and I'm like, can y'all tell I'm German? <laughs> so, I, I actually, yeah, I actually spent a month in Germany, and uh, it was it was quite the adventure. I, I enjoyed it. It was it was so much. There was so much history there, and um, actually being able to go to Berlin and and see what was left of the wall and everything wow. there. It was just, it was really cool. Could I live there? I don't think so, but it was definitely fun to visit there for about a month, you know? Yeah. I don't know that I would live there, but I definitely like, if I could live anywhere, it would be Florida. Like okay. hands down, but to visit, I think it would definitely be number one on my bucket list is Germany. So. Okay. Now, are you a morning or a night person? I'm definitely a night person. <laughs> okay. I hate mornings. Okay. It's just not for me. <laughs> sure. And this question, actually, I'm pretty interested in because you said you're a huge m music person. So mm -hmm. what is your favorite genre of music? Um, so I'm currently obsessed with like A-list pop. Okay. So, like, in fact, big TikTokers like Jesse Murph and Tate McRae. Um, there's a few others. Um, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Jessia is her name. And there was a couple songs she came out with that, like, I completely relate to. Um, Lauren Spencer Smith, like, obsessed with her. Um, but definitely, like, the A-list pop. That's where okay. I'm at right now. But I listen to pretty much everything like kevin gates he could get me going <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right and how about do you have what is your most memorable trip you've ever taken this might sound like because i said i want to live in florida so meeting my dad um hmm. i did not meet my real dad till i was 16 and oh, wow. he lived in florida he lived in Clearwater. Um, and we have the same birthday. So for my 16th birthday and his 51st birthday, 52nd birthday, um, my oldest brother drove me down to Florida to meet him. So, oh, cool. Yeah. That was the most memorable trip. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. It's yeah. a good memory, you know? Yeah. That was amazing. I mean, he passed away. He had lung cancer and COPD. So, jeez. Oh, he passed away actually 10 months after I met him. Um, and it sucked. It was yeah. bad. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, you know, we grew from it. And that was 10 years ago. Um, I actually lost both my parents. Uh, so literally doing this whole life thing on my own. Wow. But, but it's, you know, it's okay. It's been 10 and 7 years. And, of course, I still grieve my parents. Um, and the month of May is typically a hard month for me because that's the month they both passed away in. Um, but 
it has definitely taught me a lot of life valuable lessons. So, mm. okay. And then finally, who is your favorite TikTok creator? Mm. Oh, this is really hard. Honestly, probably, and I'm sure you've seen her, probably Demps. The name sounds really familiar, but I can't put a face to so, it. So, I don't think I know her first name. I just know her as Demps on TikTok. Um, she has beautiful long blonde hair. Um, she has a daughter named Lily that she talks about on there often. Um, and it's really funny because right before we did this, I was scrolling through TikTok aimlessly and, um, uh, Nate Smith, he sings the song, um, you proof. It's like a country song. Okay. And she is in love with that song. And he duetted her video, one of her videos of her singing along to the song. And he was like, she's going to be in this music video. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I was, like, I was like fangirling for her. So that is so I cool. Love her. I've been following her. She dated another TikToker. Um, I cannot remember his name for the life of me. It, you know, I think they dated for like three or four months, maybe six months. I don't know. But. Um, I've been following her since before that, and I'm just obsessed with her. I think she's a wonderful person. She's a great mom, um, and she's been through a lot of shit too. So it's you know it's nice to kind of relate to a bigger TikToker. So this has been so amazing, and you have been so much fun to talk to, and I appreciate you coming on and being so open. And you're honestly, I can't believe you haven't done a podcast before. You're so good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you really are. And well, this has been a you. lot of fun. Yeah. It's really fun getting to talk to you. So I appreciate you letting me come on here and inviting me. It's been almost like surreal. I was like super nervous. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, after listening to a bunch of your podcasts that you've done previously, like I was super stoked. So. <laughs> well, good. That that makes yeah. me happy. And, and I, I get excited no matter how many people tell me they love my show. Every time I hear it, it just. It makes me feel so good, you know, so I'm really happy that you love the show and yeah. you got to come on and chit chat with me. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, once again, thank you. And I'm sure we'll keep chatting and you take care and you have a good night. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Tick-tocking, tick-tocking, tick-tocking with Kevin Hughes. You know, just like I said at the beginning, I really love how open she was. And I, I think that it's great when a person can accept everything in their life and just put a positive to it, no matter how negative some people may be towards it. You know, it's it's your life. You can do whatever you want. I'm a firm believer in that. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Cass was so much fun to talk to. And this has just been great. And as always... If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you next week with another fabulous guest. Bye-bye now.